Well, good morning. Sorry I'm late today. Weirdest thing happened. By the way, Monday, February 22nd, 2021. Monday, February 2nd, 2020, uh, 2022. Uh, no, 2021. February 22nd. February 22, 2021. Oh, man. No, I... Uh, I was like, uh, I wrote the podcast, I grabbed a quick shower, I came out, checked my email, I was getting ready to do it, got involved, then I had to go do something, got in my car, drove, did, took care of what I needed to take care of, I was on my way home, I was listening to the news, and they were talking about a news story, and I said, oh yeah, I talked about that in the podcast this morning. And I said, oh, wait a minute, did I do the podcast this morning? <laughs> PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google uh, P- Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show, show up uh, right at the top of the search there. I truly appreciate you coming and giving me a visit. Uh, bring someone along with you tomorrow if you can. If you can, eh, whatever. Um, I'll keep doing this, I suppose. Maybe. We'll see. So I guess we should start with Texas, because it's still going on. Uh, Remember last week when Governor Abbott of Texas said, uh, Greg Abbott, right? Republican governor. Said that renewable energy was the problem with the power outages, and we learned that wasn't entirely true. That uh, three times as much energy, or twice as much energy, was that it? Um... Uh, was out because it was uh, gas or oil or coal or anyway. It's well, anyway, this storm is much worse than we thought. Uh, Reuters reported <clears throat> Texas oil refineries released hundreds of thousands of pounds of pollutants, including benzene, carbon monoxide, hydrogen sulfide, sulfur dioxide into the air as they scrambled to shut down during last week's uh, storm. Uh, Winter Storm Uri, which killed dozens of people, by the way, uh, cut off power to about four and a half million Texans at its peak, also disrupted supplies needed to keep the state's refineries and petrochemical plants operating. Nobody could bring anything to them. Ice everywhere. As they shut down, refineries flared or burned off, you know, gases, in order to prevent damage to their processing units. Screw that. Damage the processing units. You don't pollute our air. According to the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, the five largest refiners uh, refineries emitted nearly 337,000 pounds of pollutants by burning them off. ExxonMobil's Baytown Olefins plant in uh, Baytown <clears throat> released 68,000 tons of carbon monoxide and nearly a ton of benzene in what it called, quote, safe ut- utilization of the flare system. Safe, you say? Benzene is harmful to bone marrow, red blood cells, and the immune system. Uh, um, Motiva's uh, Port Arthur refinery released 118,000 pounds of pollutants in the air between February 15th and February 18th. This was triple the amount of excess emissions the plant reported to the Environmental Protection Agency for the entire year of 2019. Valero's refinery in Port Arthur 
by the way, Valero, Valero is a um, monopoly in, in uh, uh, Mexico, in case you didn't know. And I don't know why they're allowed to operate in the United States, because they are a monopoly. Um, Valero's refinery in Port Arthur flared 78,000 pounds of uh, pollutants over 24 hours beginning February 15th, while Marathon Petroleum in Galveston Bay refinery re- released 14,255 pounds in less than five hours that same day. In addition to the previously mentioned pollutants, chemicals released from Texas facilities include over 6,500 pounds of carcinogen uh, isoprene from a shell plant in Deer Park near Houston, as well as an indeterminate amount of methane. Uh, Methane, which is, well, you know, it says 84 times more harmful than, than carbon dioxide, but I've heard varying levels where methane is either is somewhere between 20 and uh well i've heard in the 30s i've never heard 84 times more but maybe it's a special kind of methane i don't know anyway the release of large amounts of dangerous pollutants during uh uh, the storm stands in stark contrast to those uh, claims by texas governor greg abbott who says oh it's uh, you know all these plants shutting down. It's all the fault of the green energy. The green energy, where plants that shut down don't destroy the environment and cause more global warning warming, which made this storm in the first place. Greg Abbott, Republicans. Someday there's going to be a lawsuit. This lawsuit is going to be based on the same example of uh, the tobacco industry where they knew for decades what their cigarettes were doing. The Republican Party knew for decades what global warming was doing. And they continued to push it. Push oil, coal, everything that's killing people. Remember the report a couple weeks ago. More people died from uh, particulate matter in the air than any other reason in the world, any other reason in the world, died from particulate matter in the air, from, from uh, car exhaust, from uh, tra- uh, train, from, from uh, plane exhaust, from, from uh, 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 plants uh, burning fuel, electrical plants. More people died from that than anything. It beat out heart disease, which has always been number one. <clears throat> Moving on. And what is the future of Electric Reliability Council of Texas? The Electric Reliability, the E-R-C-O-T, ERCOT. If you remember, in the California fires, Pacific Gas and Electric, PG&E, was found liable for about $30 billion in damages that drove them into bankruptcy. Will the same happen in Texas now? Will, uh, <laughs> will Ted Cruz be proven wrong again? <clears throat> the power outages caused widespread damages and already hundreds of millions of dollars of claims have gone out for homes damaged, frozen pipes, uh, 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 roofs caved in, whatever. Uh, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars already gone out. And this will eventually translate to billions that will send ERCOT into 
bankruptcy. Those insurance companies are going to sue ERCOT, of course. That doesn't even include the death lawsuits. People freezing to death because the energy supplier did not do its job. There's the chance that Republican lawmakers could shield uh, the ERCOT, but, uh, which is the uh, electric reliability. Reliability. It's right in their name. Jeez. <laughs> oh, the unreliable ERCOT. The Unreliable Reliability Council, Electric Reliability Council of Texas. It's right in their name. They're supposed to be reliable. Uh, <clears throat> um, yeah. Lawmakers could, uh, Republican, Democrats would never do this. Republican law, lawmakers could shield ERCOT, but that would just really anger citizens who would say that ERCOT needs to uh, take response responsibility for their actions. Republicans always say we need to take responsibility uh, personally, right? Personal responsibility. That's what they're all about. But when it comes to billionaire corporations, not so much. We'll see what happens. And maybe Ted Cruz will eat more of his words in the near future about California. Moving on. Supreme Court's been busy this morning. Stormy Daniels um, she tried to revive her defamation lawsuit uh, against Trump. Uh, they threw that out. So she's going to be on the hook for $300,000 in attorney's fees, at least that much. Um, let me see. Oh, and Republicans were denied uh, their lawsuit against Pennsylvania for allowing uh, uh, voters to vote three days up after uh, the election. Supreme Court said, screw you. Lower court sticks. So they were allowed to do that. But Rutro, Rutro, this morning, the uh, Supreme Court rejected a last ditch uh, effort bid by uh, uh, Trump to keep his financial records, including years, 11 years of his tax returns, out of the hands of the Manhattan District Attorney uh, Cyrus Vance Jr. The decision, the second time the uh, Supreme Court has refused to block a grand jury subpoena for those confidential records, was announced in an order with no noted dissents. Nobody dissented. Nobody at the Supreme Court dissented. So, so much for having your own Supreme Court, of which you put in, how many did he put in? Four? Three? How many did he put in? Three. Three, right? Yeah. In one term! That's insane. Anyway, the news further imperils uh, Trump, who is facing investigations in New York and elsewhere. The legal battle over Trump's financial records, including personal and business documents dating to 2011, comes in connection. Well, I guess that's that's uh, 10 years of uh, financial records. It comes in connection with an investigation by Vance's office into potential tax violations involving the Trump organization. <clears throat> Vance's probe originally appeared to have been focused on hush money payments made on Trump on behalf uh, uh, to uh, uh, behalf of Trump to two women who have said they had affairs with him, including Stormy Daniels. Uh, Trump has denied their claims. Yeah, right. Uh, come on. We know it's all true. I, Stormy Daniels is, is, is uh, um, a nice woman. And she is... Um, 
a bit of a right winger, but she does try to understand both sides. She just ends up being right, right, uh, right winger uh, most of the time. So I'm going to let her slide. Anyway, court records and uh, the news reports suggest prosecutors are now examining more serious allegations. A court filing last summer by Vance indicated that the probe could be eyeing possible insurance and bank fraud by the Trump organization and its officers, uh, which I've talked about uh, several times about what he did. Uh, In another filing, a month later, prosecutors suggested they might be investigating Trump for potential tax crimes. Uh, If you remember, Michael Cohen explained that Trump, uh, he was being questioned, he explained that Trump inflated earnings to get loans and then deflated them for tax purposes. That's called fraud. And that can put him in federal prison for quite some time. And I look forward to it. I'll send him a pack of cigarettes so he can bargain for his life. 500,000. I just want to throw that number out there. On February 23rd, 2020, about uh, a year ago tomorrow? Wow, look at that. Ex-president Donald Trump crowned that we have it very much under control and we've had no deaths. Revealing his unpreparedness for the disaster that was about to unfold under his watch where he was covering stuff up, covering up the truth that he was told and saying different things in public. 500,000. Anyway, he he repeatedly claimed that the pandemic was overblown and it wasn't as bad as the news said. 500,000. Sometime today, we will surpass 500,000 deaths from coronavirus. But that's only part of the story. If you've been, you know, if you've been around, why is my paper getting stuck together? I can't read if it's stuck together. If you have you been with me uh, since uh, the summer, you remember my exclusive report and my questions submitted to the CDC. You'll remember that the true numbers are way higher. Sometime in the last month, we surpass we surpass the death toll attributed to the Spanish flu in the United States. Granted, there was about one-third the population back then. But still, even after everything is said and done, we may have over a million deaths at the end. And it's ridiculous that the news media keeps reporting wildly underinflated numbers. Something sticks, and the news media sticks with it. Like, like the, for instance, the story of George Floyd. Eight minutes and 46 seconds. I have a t-shirt that says eight minutes and 46 seconds. <clears throat> the time was actually 7.46. When I first reported it, I said 7.56. At least I was closer. Uh, and then, uh, and they all know that it's 7.46, but they report 8.46 because that's what the original story said. And they continue to do that. They even reported that they knew the time was wrong, yet they continue to report the wrong time. That's what's going on here, except it's instead of uh, uh, undervalued, um, instead of overvalued, it's undervalued. 
Now it's CDC numbers. According to the CDC estimates, actual numbers of deaths due to the COVID-19 are reaching 700,000 right now. As my special report noted back this past summer, I had two, two uh, 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 episodes where I noted this. Uh, one episode where I, where I talked about CDC numbers and the next episode after I sent the CDC an email and they responded with, uh, with more bad news. The CDC did not account for reduced flu and pneumonia deaths and average U.S. deaths when compared to 2015 to 2019. As a result, they found that hospitals have vastly underreported deaths. Okay? Now, let me give you an example. Okay. Australia. 2019, they had 60,000 flu deaths. 60,000 flu deaths. 2020, how many did they have? Anybody want to venture a guess? How many? Because everybody's wearing masks. So you know it's going to be reduced. <clears throat> Last report I heard, 109. 60,000, 109. Same thing is going on here in the United States. So when they average flu deaths... Every year, they can account, I mean, uh, average deaths. Every year, they can account for everything. And there's a, there's a slow curve going up. Slow curve. Uh, not even a curve, a, a slope going up of deaths due to whatever. Uh, heart disease, lung cancer, uh, um, uh, other cancers, uh, whatever. Uh, th- there's a long list. But everything is pretty stable. It goes up a little bit every year. So, but then there's unexplained deaths. Unexplained deaths are also stable. Suddenly, they have over 100,000, over 100,000 deaths that are not explained any other way that happened during COVID because there wasn't, uh, uh, it, 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 deaths are very stable. So if there's a 100,000 extra deaths that just came out of the blue, we know what caused it. It's COVID. That's the problem. You add to that 100,000 deaths that are unexplained to the fact that there are basically zero flu deaths. So those average flu deaths of 60,000 a year or whatever it is in the United States, Suddenly, those have not been accounted for. That, that makes it 160,000. Then you have pneumonia deaths, which are also not happening. Tuber- tuber- uh, the spread of tuberculosis, also not happening. And deaths from that because of mask wearing. A lot of things were reduced because of mask wearing. And if you add all those up, and then you look at the averages of deaths, that means coronavirus deaths are around 700,000 right now. In the United States, approximately 600,000 were attributed to the Spanish flu. Almost three quarters of a million people dead from COVID. 
Moving on. Time and time again, I tell you how Republicans protect each other and Dems will call out Dems at the drop of a hat. Have you been watching what's going on in New York? Friday, Representative AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC rocks, I always say it, uh, joined a chorus of state and local officials demanding a probe of New York Governor Andrew, uh, Andrew Cuomo's catastrophic response to the coronavirus pandemic in the Empire State's nursing homes, New York's nursing homes. AOC added that remarks made earlier this month by Secretary to the Governor Melissa DeRosa, Cuomo's top aide, warrant a full investigation. In a video conference call with uh, state Democratic legislators last week, DeRosa admitted that the administration withheld data on coronavirus deaths in nursing nursing homes because Cuomo, uh, who's a Democrat, feared the full picture would be used against us, quote, be used against us, quote, uh, in a federal uh, investigation by then-President uh, Trump's Justice Department. Basically, all the, a bunch of people died. But when they were, I, I think this is how it happened, and, and I haven't read into it that deeply, but I believe what happened was people from the nursing home were dying from COVID. They were transported to hospitals. They were labeled as dead in hospitals when actually they should have been labeled as dead in nursing homes. I think that's what happened. Uh, they were still labeled dead. So it's not really that big of a deal, but anyway, uh, DeRosa's remarks came two uh, weeks after New York Attorney General Letitia James, also a Democrat, released a report accusing the Cuomo administration of undercounting COVID-19 deaths in nursing homes by as much as 50%. Let me ask you something. If this was a Republican governor, how many Republicans would be calling them out? How many? And for the Democrats who were calling them out, what would the Republicans be saying? Partisan, partisan, partisan. So why isn't it partisan now? Oh, that's right. They're calling out their own party. That's what, <clears throat> that's what Democrats with honor do. Republicans don't do that. As Axios reported, Cuomo shrugged off James's allegation saying, who cares if they died in the hospital? Died in a nursing home. They died. <clears throat> I do agree about how it could be considered petty, but it does undercut how dangerous nursing homes were at the time. The Cuomo administration now finds itself at the center of full-fledged investigation by the uh, FBI and U.S. Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of New York. In addition, Democratic leaders of the New York State uh, Senate are beginning efforts to repeal Cuomo's unilateral emergency powers granting during, granted during the pandemic. Uh, setting up a remarkable uh, rebuke of the uh, governor for from members of its own his own party. That does not happen with Republicans. They protect their owns. If 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 the president went out on Fifth Avenue and shot somebody dead, they would protect him. If he was a Republican, <coughs> excuse me. So Merrick Garland is having his confirmation hearing today to the uh, to be a, a attorney general. Garland, widely respected, by the way, a judge who has served more than 20 years on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia, uh, is testifying before the Senate Judiciary uh, Committee. He's expected to win the panel's approval. A final uh, confirmation vote by the full Senate would not take place 
until March. <clears throat> uh, early in his career, I got to drink something. What is wrong with my throat? Uh, early in his career, he worked as a special assistant to attorney general and uh, later as a line prosecutor for the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. Uh, and that was during the uh, Clinton uh, during the Clinton administration. Oh, he served as senior official in, in the uh, uh, deputy attorney general's office. In that role, he oversaw the prosecution of Oklahoma City bomber Timothy McVeigh and the Unabomber Ted Kaczynski. Uh, Garland then joined the federal bench in 1997. If you remember, he was nominated by then-President Obama for a spot on the Supreme Court in 2016, but Republicans in the Senate refused to give him a hearing earlier in the year, claiming that 10 months was too close to the election. <clears throat> then they shoved through an unqualified Supreme Court nominee, Amy Coleman Barrett, two months ago. Before Biden, just before Biden took office, because they had to get a last Republican in there, conservative Republican, so they can overturn Roe v. Wade. Which, by the way, something happened at the Supreme Court today that is also interesting. Um, they plan on hearing a Roe v. Wade challenging uh, lawsuit uh, based on a Trump, was it an executive order or a bill or something? But uh, it won't be heard until next spring, and by then the bill might be defunct. So that would be that would be good. We'll, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> Bank of America. I don't know if you have money at Bank of America, but I'd pull it out, man. Uh, previously told state officials that it has increased customer service staffing more than twenty-fold to more than 6,000 people as it responded to unemployment fraud in California and other states where it administers unemployment debt, uh, debt cards, uh, debit cards. The uh, bank's decade-old contract with the agency was offered at, at no direct cost to the state with the bank instead earning revenue um, from merchant transaction fees and gaining access to millions of pot potential customers. <clears throat> Most of them, of course, know not to deal with Bank of America because Bank of America has been ripping people off nonstop. They've done it to me. In the COVID-19 era, however, the deal has been complicated by finger-pointing between the bank and the state about who is blamed for the jobless Californians ensnared in their fraud crackdowns, some losing their homes or struggling to care for loved ones while unable to access badly needed unemployment funds because the bank froze the money. Bank of America contends the vast majority of fraud was linked to fake applicants that the state failed to catch rather than uh, hack debit cards. But we're not talking about that. Anyway, and the state per, uh, personnel also struggled to answer lawmakers' uh, questions about how to make claimants hold, whole. But we aren't talking about fraud through the state. We're talking about money stolen from legitimate claimants that have their accounts frozen and can't get into them. What B of A is doing is standard insurance denial. And you've seen this. Um, you make a claim to your insurance company and they automatically deny it. Medical insurance are especially wrought with problems. Um, they automatically deny it because they know 
a certain large number of people won't go beyond the first denial. And sometimes they'll have a second denial because they know even more people will not go beyond the second denial, even if they, it's owed to them, even if they deserve the claim. This is what Bank of America is doing. This is why I won't do business with B of A, because they do this automatically, and they've done it with me. I made a cash deposit in an ATM, a teller, an automatic teller, cash deposit. Um, they, they had someone that was servicing the, the, the machines. They were stealing money. One of their own people was stealing money. And when people went out and claimed it was stolen, the bank lied and said, oh, there's no fraud on our end. It had to be a mistake. I, I attacked them with logic. I called several times screaming. I attacked them with logic. I said, okay, I made a deposit of $100. Please tell me how I can make a deposit without an envelope or without putting something in. The machine won't allow me to do it. Was there an envelope? And they said, no. I said, okay, how did I make the deposit if there's no envelope or anything? There's no paper. There's no nothing. Where did it come from? I don't know. Finally, they gave me my money. It took three months. They denied it. They denied it. And that's what Bank of America does. They're criminals. Don't you ever do business with those people. If you're smart. <sighs> the lawsuits are expanding. Uh, this is the Dominion voting systems. You know... Uh, Fox News uh, is is being sued. Giuliani is being sued. Uh, uh, the, that other attorney, what's his name? Is, uh, uh, and what's her name? Both of them being sued. Everybody's being sued because they're attacking the voting systems. The lawsuits are expanding. And former drug addict and my pillow guy is now the new target. Dominion Voting Systems sued Mike Lindell, uh, chief executive of Minnesota-based MyPillow, Inc. You've seen the late-night commercials. Uh, suing him and um, his company in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia seeking more than $1.3 billion in damages. In its complaint, the company cites a number of statements made by Lindell, including in media appearances, social media posts, and a two-hour film claiming to prove widespread election fraud. Did anybody see that film? I did. It was insane. It was like an infomercial with politics. He was talking about Trump this, Trump that, Trump this. And by the way, support us. Buy my pillow. <laughs> so weird. Uh, Lindell said he helped produce the film, which he released online in early February. The complaint alleges that uh, Lindell made false claims about the integrity of Dominion voting machines and that he knew no credible evidence supported his claims that the company had stolen the election from Trump. Uh, what Dominion has called the big lie that everybody used, and they, they, they fed on each other. Fox News said it because Rudy Giuliani said it because, well, he probably made it up. Trump probably said it. You know, that's where it started. 
It was all made up. It was all lies. And anybody that fell for it is a stupid right-wing sociopath. I'm sorry if you're a right-winger and you're listening to me. You're stupid. And you, and you believe that? You're damn stupid. You know that? Look at facts, please, for God's sake. Just read facts. If Even I check news stories before I go through with them. I check multiple sources to make sure they're true. Wow. Anyway, that's it for Monday. <laughs> I hope you had as much fun as me. I'm losing my voice this morning. I don't know why. Um, so, yeah, thanks for coming. I, I, you know what? I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming here. Oh, man, it's a long one. I'm sorry. 33, uh, 34 minutes. 34 minutes. <clears throat> that's what happens when I go off on rants. <laughs> Monday. February 22nd, 2021. Monday, February 22nd, 2021. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I really, really appreciate you coming here. I really do. Uh, bring some friends tomorrow if you can. Tell your friends to listen to it. Oh, and I, I, I don't want to forget. FBI, thanks for listening. You know, get that girl down the hall. It's an excuse for you to get to know her. Or, or that guy, if it's a girl listening, and then you get that that cute cute guy that that uh, works at the desk, you want to talk to him, say hey, give me the, your opinion on on this podcast. I, I I'm curious what you think. It'll give you a chance. It'll have a you'll have a conversation with that person. It'll open up a conversation, and who knows what will happen. Anyway, remember, always remember. Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. It's not money. The money goes to the people. It's measured by the betterment of the people. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.